try it, you try it. All right, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Why'd you like it? Like you? Who the hell said I got to like you? That true? Do you like me? You like me right now. You like me. I like it a lot. He likes it. Because I like it. Welcome to I'm Trying to Like It, the podcast where two siblings, myself and Aaron, discuss movies, TV, streaming, and all things pop culture adjacent. We might disagree once in a while, but you can rest assured that we're both trying to like it. In this first episode of 2023, Rory and I look into the crystal ball and examine all the cinema heading our way in the coming year. We give our top five most anticipated films of 2023, but first... We discuss pop culture headlines for this past week. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. God bless us, everyone. You know, the one thing that was the most exciting about New Year's Eve, it, did it feel like it came super fast for you? Because for me, let me just answer this question myself. I know I asked you a question, but I'm going to talk really quick. I felt like the whole New Year's <laughs> I felt like the whole New Year's Eve scene went by super super quick. Yeah, there are times when New Year's Eve drags where you yes. just are like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's only 8:30. I'm so ready uh-huh. for this to be done." Uh-huh. But it did go quickly and it wasn't because we were busy doing stuff. I mean, we were literally <laughs> We I mean, didn't. I was busy. You doing were doing stuff. things. Yes, you were filming Make, TikToks with. Uh, yeah, making the, making the TikToks nephews. with Matthias, and then that took was, a big portion. I was not. I think we were. I was having conversation mostly, but then we we got curious. Mom, <laughs> in particular, got curious about Minecraft, and oh. we ended up spending like the last thirty minutes of twenty twenty two watching. Minecraft videos on YouTube, I think. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that's and then hilarious. We, and then we all, we basically, well, us oldies, we all collectively agreed that it just moves too fast for us to to, to, to follow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because normally, normally I, I do agree. I feel like New Year's Eve kind of just drags on. It It's one of those things where, you think, oh my gosh, it's only eight o'clock. Oh man, I bet it's closer to midnight, and it's like eight o three. Right. Yeah. And, but this year it did, and maybe it is because Matthias and I, for the most part, spent several hours on one TikTok dance, and yeah. then yeah. we in Alex wanted to be incorporated one, but uh, <laughs> love him to death, but he's just not. No, he's not. Nope. I'm nope. And so, <laughs> you love to throw so, people. You love it, to throw shade at, at people <laughs> on this podcast. Your family, <laughs> and there's no reason to like nobody else. It's not like people know. It's just like, uh, well, <clears> you, <throat> you if you if you are a listener, you I mean you are a listener. If you're listening and you have TikTok, you can go to my TikTok, which is Hey underscore Rory R O R I. And you can see the two TikToks. It's just the fact that he just overcomplicates the simplest dance moves. Like the TikTok dance that we did with him 
literally. I thought it looked was, good though. It did, but that was take seventy. Oh yeah. And he it, and he well, still met. Maybe he still he messed gets, up on it. He just gets nervous. He he just overcomplicates, which yeah. is honestly what it was because maybe. it's it literally is just bopping from side to side. But he yeah. was just so stiff with it. And I was like, you just have to just bop. Just, just literally all you're doing by is. The time, by the, the time he got to the final cut, though, it looked pretty good. I thought it yes, looked good. I, yeah. I did too. And and then he said, oh, I messed up, but it's fine. We can keep it. And I said, yeah. we can do it one more time. But if you mess up one more time, then we're doing the last one. And he, he did because he just overthinks. He like overanalyzes it. He's too stiff. And Matthias and I, it, it was super, super simple because the last TikTok dance that Matthias and I did, we did about 30 takes on that one. Probably. I'm, being, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. We probably did about 15. And that one was difficult. Um, but we did it. So I think that's what made it go by super fast for me is just the fact that we were doing things. Yeah. Like it wasn't a oh let's just sit around and talk. It was a oh let's do TikTok dances. <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's turn if that's ourself, your idea of a good, good time, then yeah, let's turn ourselves into AIs and everything. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I feel like this holiday season or last year, um, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two, yeah. I feel like the holiday season of 2022 just didn't really feel like the holiday season. Yeah, I I had the same sense. And it in part, now, I I kind of tacked that up to things going on in my family, my like my immediate family, because, you know, without getting into too much detail, we've had to make several trips up to the Kansas City area. Um, yeah, and so it just, that was a stressful situation for us. And so we yeah. were... Just, yeah, so that, I couldn't quite get into the spirit of things because I just, yeah, I just, I just kept coming back to that. Um, and so we, yeah, it just wasn't, I, I kind of have the same issue and yeah. I tried, I tried to, um, I tried to, and I, I did my best to try to make it special for laser, my son. And I think he had a great time and it was he definitely was so much into Christmas, more into Christmas this year than ever mm-hmm. before. Yes. So that was really fun for him. So in the end, I mean, it wasn't a bad Christmas. It just felt like it passed really quickly. And I never felt like I really was fully participating in the season, if that makes yes. sense. But I, I too, <clears throat> I've had this conversation with, hello, everyone. Welcome to Downy Down Downtime. <laughs> Hey, it's Aaron a new year. Roy. This year's 2023 <laughs> is already looking bright yes. and shiny. And also, I'll also say it was so cold during it was Christ- the week of Christmas leading up to Christmas. It was and so miserable. That, that also made us, we were kind of stuck at but home But we got a, a white bit. Christmas, so We did huzzah. get a white Christmas, yeah. So. Huzzah. Not I trying would, to be I'd, downers. But. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas just wasn't like it. Ju- it just felt weird this year. I don't know what it was about it, but um, I got. Would you like to tell the people what your Christmas gift was, Aaron? From me? Uh, yes, I received a um. What's a, what is that called? Like, I guess it's a four pack, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I received a four pack of Peppy. 
The OG. My old friend Peppy. The OG. Have the OG, you yeah, not the vanilla. Although I like both. No, no. I'm you know oh. we're <laughs> I'm going oh, Lord. to. I'm going to. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, you know, it's like the the new year. And after like a month of like reckless eating behavior oh, through the month of December, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like trying to get things under control again. Yeah. And so I'm trying not to drink too much, too many soft drinks. Um, there will be a time and place for Peppy again. But I, um, I feel I like you just like... need, I feel like you should drink a Peppy on, as we're recording. Like, so people can hear if they've never had a Peppy <laughs> Nitro. I just want people to understand when I say rocket sizzle, that it literally <laughs> sounds like a rocket sizzle. It might be hard to capture that on our, well, I don't know. We'll see, but I don't know. it's not a bad get, idea. It's not a bad idea. It's microphone. Not, yeah. I mean, it, I might have the Nitro burps after that but okay well <laughs> i don't care about that i just it was, it was i saw it and they didn't have peppy peppy nitro vanilla they yeah. just had og peppy and i knew that he enjoyed og peppy i, I do despise I do. og peppy i think it tastes like garbage um but the the peppy nitro vanilla peppy ne- peppy nella um <laughs> <laughs> Is I wouldn't say I love it, but I definitely like it a lot more. So, all right. Well, should we get into some uh, pop culture headlines for this week? Um, actually, I I want to ask one more question. Okay, all right. So you've gone to Kansas City. When you went up there, did you go to the original Barbecue Joe or the not? Not is that what it's called, Barbecue Joe? <laughs> Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. Oh well, okay. Um, Yes. Not this past. So I, when I went up there most recently and took Shella and Laser, uh, we went to a new location. So not the original gas station location. We How went to a was place. It? Oh, it was fantastic, delicious. We have so the gas station doesn't add any like well ambiance to it. It does. I mean, it's the original location, so it's kind of cool that you're eating in a gas station and that it's the the place where it all started. But the food is still just as good, I think, at the uh, the second location that we visited. So hmm. I would, I would, and it it had more seating. You know, it was it felt more like a standard restaurant. It didn't have the, you know, it wasn't like there's something cool about like going to the first location of a restaurant, and um, so that. It, it doesn't have that magic, but it, the food is still just as good. Um, did you get that dumb sandwich you talked about last time unenthusiastically? Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shell and I both got it. Yep. The, uh, what's it called? The, that, now I'm going to blank on it. Um, I don't know. You're the one that made it sound so boring with the bread and all that junk. <laughs> all the bread. <laughs> you uh, didn't even talk about the bread. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. Driving, oh man, I'm not a <laughs> so ashamed of myself. You're right not now. a true barbecue. Z man, it's the Z man. I oh. it just skipped my mind. I was like, what is it? I was thinking it was like the Wolf Man or something, but <laughs> the Z man. That is weird. <laughs> well, the okay. wolf, the wolf is a you know that's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs um, 
mascot is the wolf. Mm. So let's talk about that for a second. Actually, that's a headliner, <laughs> so it's okay. We can. All right. All right. Are we getting into headlines now? Pop culture headlines. I feel like yeah. Well, okay. this one isn't Go pop culture. It. It's not pop culture. Okay. But it just came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's not a pop. I mean, is it I pop guess it culture could... adjacent? Sure. Okay. There we go. It fits into our, in our into our mission statement. <laughs> I... <laughs> I mean, what is really pop culture? Like, when you really get down to it, what defines pop culture? It's anything that's in the popular zeitgeist, like any anything that people are aware of and talking about basically okay so So this is probably this is pop culture see sometimes whenever i think of pop culture i i think of that word pop and i think of like hip-hop and yeah it doesn't have anything to do with that i mean hip-hop is part of pop culture but pop means popular and why pop hip-hop why pop from hip-hop comes together (laughs) i don't know because pop isn't in hip-hop it doesn't matter but there's hop on pop <laughs> hop on pop, which is part of pop culture. That's true, but hop not part pop. of hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's so. a good book, actually. That's a really good book. Okay, it doesn't matter. This I want to say is pop culture, Jason. And I keep hitting my microphone, but I can't hear it. So if you can, sorry about you. Um, my one thing that I would like to talk about, just willy nilly here, not written down is that Broncos-Chiefs game. More importantly, Nathaniel Hackett is no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. And with that wonderful decision, I shouldn't be so happy. Actually, I'm I'm happy about it. He was garbage. Um, they played the Chiefs on New Year's Day. And that was a, that game, game was, I have not watched a Broncos game since game number three, I think three or four. Uh-huh. Um, so it's been a minute because it's just too it's too painful. It's too hard. Ugh. And so, but this game, I had a friend text and say, "Oh my gosh, are you watching the game?" And I turned it on, and they they gave the Chiefs a run for their money. They did. They only, the Chiefs yeah. only won by three points, which I was yeah expecting yeah. them to win by a lot. Yeah, no, so, I mean, they, they both times they played the Broncos, the Broncos played them tough. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that the, I hope the Broncos get things together in you know next season. I think Russell Wilson has potentials to to be good again. You know, I don't mm. know if he'll ever be back to what he was. You know, during his like Super Bowl days, um, but he could be really good again. And the Broncos were a great team last year. They just seemed like they were one. They were a quarterback away from being a great team. They have a very mm-hmm. good defense, you know. So Our defense is the only thing keeping us alive. Um, I would like to say that with this headline, it's, it's not a headline. It just literally popped into my own. It's my own headline. Um, there is rumor on the rumor mill that Peyton Manning might step into the head coaching position or something with the offensive line. Hmm. So I feel well, like if that were to happen, mm, that Broncos I would be might very, be on the up and up. Yeah, Peyton Manning as a coach would be very interesting. Um, 
I know he's still very involved with the mm-hmm. franchise. And um, so it'd be, yeah, that'd be super interesting if he did. Yeah. And Peyton Manning is kind of uh, moved out of the realm of just sports. And he, I mean, he was in the the Santa Clauses. Right? Ho, 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 ma. <laughs> yeah, him <laughs> and his brother, like they have their own, like they, they're very, uh, like they, they do a ton of commercials. They show up in movies. Yeah. They, so, yeah. Um, Crazy. All right, headliner. All right, yeah. So uh, one of the headlines I I saw this week uh, in just the last couple of days uh, that was a little bit a little bit uh, frightening initially. Um, Jeremy Renner, did you hear he was in a snowplow yes. accident? Jeremy Renner, the actor from the Marvel franchise, he what's the name of his character that he plays? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Um, and uh, he's yeah been in many other films, but definitely a beloved actor. And he was in a snowplow accident on January 2nd and um, had apparently blunt force trauma to his chest. Yeah. And was taken to the ICU and was in critical condition. Good news is he did post a uh, selfie today, I guess, on Twitter um, and just said, hey, I'm I'm alive. I'm I'm doing OK, but too messed up to to write much right now but he was awake and you know alert enough to take the selfie so uh or maybe someone else took it for him but it looked like a selfie um so he's doing doing better yeah i don't know exactly all the details of the accident but it i think he was trying to help another like another family another family was um like stuck or something uh-huh uh or that uh, something with his family members that they could leave yeah and he just it just kind of uh, huh. i i don't know something just backed kind of over him crashed. or he definitely looked like he had been hit by yeah. something um he was very he, in the in the selfie he posted today very bruised up but he's doing better, it seems like, so that's that's good to know. But Yeah. I think it has something to do with that like the whatever the snowplow or whatever, he had gotten off or something and it started rolling and then rolled over him, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I guess I could Google it. It's all right. We'll it's move fine. on. What's your you got any um, headlines? <clears throat> yes, my headline, um, is kind of the same type of scariness that also happened yesterday with the Bengals versus Bills football game where Damar Hamlin um, collapsed on the field after a play and it was due to cardiac arrest. Um, So he is, he's a (laughs) 24-year-old safety for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, and he is also in critical condition. Uh, and I don't know, I think he, I think he still has a breathing tube, but he's stable. Um, but he just has, he has a breathing tube, but I was actually, the game was actually on, um, whenever it happened and just watching in absolutely insane. It's crazy. Definitely the scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, in a football game, as far as injuries go, and it was pretty haunting. I, I honestly, they showed a replay of him collapsing twice. Mm-hmm. I think during the actual broadcast. Um, I think before they realized just how serious it was. Um, 
And then uh, they didn't show it again after they realized that they were administering CPR on the field. Yeah. Which I think is a good decision. Um, but they, you know, that video of him collapsing has circulated online a bit. I don't want to see it. I, I, I haven't seen it. I don't think it's wrong necessarily for people to to watch it. It's just that it's kind of haunting for me. Um, I really hope he is, he's okay. And, um, I, you know, it's hard to know just based on what you see on Twitter, but I saw something that looked official <laughs> that said that he had, um, they'd been able to, to get his heartbeat back on the field, mm-hmm. but he needed assistance with breathing. And mm-hmm. then today it said a family member, I saw somebody report that a family member had said that he had been able, they had been able to reduce his oxygen so that he's breathing more on his own now. And so that's really good. Um, yeah. That's really good news. So yeah, I'm, you know, we're praying for him and um, we actually stopped right after it happened and had laser pray for him because we were all watching it together when it happened. And, yeah. um, and so, yeah, hopefully he's okay. And it was definitely a, it was, it's an ugly thing and unfortunate, very unfortunate. Um, it was also good to see all the teams on the field, you know, uh, supporting him mm-hmm. and praying for him. And I'm just glad that to... they suspended the game because I honestly okay. thought that they wouldn't suspend the game. Um, I thought that yeah, they would kind of no keep idea. going. But once, once I started seeing teammates and the opposing team, you know, the, the Bengals, when, whenever I started seeing, you know, these guys openly, you know, crying and hugging one another. And I was like, I don't know how they can go on and keep playing, you know? Yeah. So it seemed yeah. to me pretty obvious pretty quickly that it, it couldn't continue on. Um, but, but yeah, it was yeah. definitely, definitely it- a very, upsetting thing to see so hopefully mm-hmm, for just sure. hoping he's okay yeah because it was it was a he made a tackle he stood up and then yeah look totally was... hopped, hopped up really i mean it was so weird he he made the tackle he hopped up and then mm-hmm. he took like one step to the side and then just fell straight backwards yeah and i was afraid that something had happened to him like maybe he just like got the wind knocked out of him but then I was ready. He hurt his head when he fell backwards. Yeah. But then, yeah, it turns out, looks like it was cardiac arrest. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, we're definitely praying for him. Hopefully, he gets better yep. quickly. Yep. Um, uh, my next headline, and I talked to you earlier this week about this, but um, I did not watch the special, but I guess on New Year's Eve, uh, Dolly Parton and Miley <laughs> Cyrus teamed up. <laughs> to, to host like a whole night worth of like performances with like some guests that came in and it was yeah i'm it was... really i'm upset that i didn't know that this was happening because yeah. i would have i've seen videos since then because of what you showed me yeah and i would have loved to have watched it so it was nbc and streaming live i think on peacock for new year's eve dolly pardon uh miley cyrus um, and they did a, several performances together, but mm-hmm. there was one that I saw on Twitter actually um, that just somebody had posted and said like uh, something about how how good it was, and so I was like, oh, I'll check this out, and it was interesting enough to see Dolly Parton. Um, and so yeah, it was a rendition of Wrecking Ball 
and <laughs> I Will Always Love You, kind mm-hmm. of a mashup of those two songs. And um, man, I just was like the Dolly Parton portion of that song. Now, Miley Cyrus does great. You're like, I I told you in that message I sent you, like Miley Cyrus has kind of been all over the place. She's tried to, you know, she, she was a child uh, actress and performer. Mm-hmm. Definitely went through some rough patches, you know. Went and a little crazy. Went a little crazy, but, but you know, seems like she's kind of found herself a little bit. Um, and, um, you know, so she's up there on stage and she does totally fine. I mean, she's good, uh, in what she's doing, but the Dolly Parton portion of Wrecking Ball was just, uh, gave me chills. I just was Insane. like, why? It's something about her voice, which, you know, she's always kind of caught some flack for having sort of a Billy Goat ish, <laughs> like the Billy Goat ish voice, right? Um, <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> It's it's kind of like in the verses she almost just whispers, uh-huh. um, and then when they get to the chorus, you hear the power of her voice come through, and I was just blown away. I was like, "This is mesmerizing." I've listened to that probably five or six times. Yeah, since, it's insane since then. Since seeing it the first time. Um, but I will try to remember to put a link of that in our show notes. And so if you have not seen it, it's on YouTube, but Tolly Parton, Miley Cyrus singing Wrecking Ball and I Will Always Love You uh, for on New Year's Eve. It's really, really good. Yeah, it it, it is really good. I watched a couple of other ones. Um, I watched them do Jolene. Uh, and I will say, like, Dolly Parton is hit and miss sometimes with with me and enjoying her and not enjoying her, I feel like she just those boobs. <laughs> Wait, are we? Are you? Are I just to I this? don't know why they're so big. <laughs> Something you have to I ask. Don't, I don't Something think have to ask God someday. Um, I don't think she's super tall either. So it's like, how are you not falling over? And she's had a lot of years to practice. Um, I guess so. I guess so. I thought you were going some different direction there because I was like, oh, I was going to say, yeah, you know, Dolly Parton (laughs) is, you know, a bit like. Billy Goat? Well, a bit like, um, you know, like Bob Dylan. Like, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. I Mm. love his voice. But a lot of people, the hang up is they'll like say, oh, Bob Dylan's a great songwriter, but it just can't stand his voice. Uh, I, I guess I get that, but I love his voice. You know, there's not, when I hear a Dylan song, like I want to hear Dylan's voice seeing it. Um, Dolly Parton is in some ways the same way. She's a great songwriter. She's written hundreds of songs yeah, over the that's years. True. And her voice, I think, is hard for some people, but it works so perfectly at times. And I think here, this was just like one of those moments where I was like, man, yeah, that's, there's something very fragile sounding about it in the verses and then mm-hmm. the power that comes through when she sings harmony with Miley Cyrus on the verse on the chorus is it just was really, really amazing. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. There <laughs> I digress with my comment. <laughs> she is kind of her her voice is kind of one of those where there are certain songs like Jolene in nine to five where it's just Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton right. has like she has to sing it. It's it's her signature songs. Yeah. Um, 
I I wouldn't say that I 100% love her cover of I Will Always Love You. It's not a cover. Um, she wrote the song. <laughs> or not cover. Her singing that song. Right, yeah. Um, I think just because it was, uh, here's where I meant cover. Whitney Houston did it. And so that's where I just feel like it's a Whitney Houston song. Yeah, but Whitney Houston's was a cover of the Dolly Parton song. Yes. So it's, and it, that's, which doesn't yeah. mean you have to like Dolly Parton's version better. Um, it just means it's just a ver- it's a version of her song, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like "All Along the Watchtower" by Jimi Hendrix better than the Dylan version of that song, right? So yeah, it's and that's fine. I mean, when you're a great songwriter, you write a great song. Um, well, even you know, uh, Garth Brooks did a cover of uh, "To Make You Feel My Love" in the movie Hope mm. Floats, right? Yeah, that became a huge hit. That's a Bob Dylan song, and probably a lot of people would like the Garth Brooks version a lot better. But um, but it just shows you that Dolly is an amazing songwriter, and as we've learned over the last few years, like she's just an amazing person in general. So it was cool to yeah. see her up there, and she is seventy six years old. That yeah, is, I'm... that is a powerful voice at seventy six. So that is very, very, <laughs> very powerful, very powerful. So. Mm. Do you have Crazy. any other headlines for us? Uh, nope. We have overlapped a little on um, two. Oh, okay. So. Well, I have two more real quick that I'll that I'll share. Um, the first one, I don't have a lot to say, but just recognizing uh, the passing of Barbara Walters this week. Oh, my goodness. She was 93 years old. Uh, Barbara Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. I should probably not... Mem- I'm not mocking her. I'm actually just, she was an icon and she was such an icon that even the SNL skit that was based on her uh, persona is also iconic. So, Uh, but yeah, she was Baba Wawa. I'm Uh, Baba Wawa. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like 2022 just kind of went for every beloved and dear person in the world. I mean, that's 93. I mean, that's, she was, she had a long life and she, even up until just a few years ago, was actually still working occasionally. I mean, she had specials where she would still do interviews and things until just fairly recently. So, Betty White, Barbara Wawa, Queen yeah. Elizabeth, yeah. Leslie, that Leslie guy. Yeah, Leslie Shields. Leslie, no, Leslie. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, the last one I was going to mention is I don't know if you saw anything about this, but people were people were really ticked off at Rolling Stone magazine this week because they released their top 200 singers of all time, oh. and they left off Celine Dion. Oh well, so people were pretty upset about that, but not Celine because she's Canadian, so she was just <laughs> like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't intentional. A. Do you by any chance know who was on it? <laughs> it's 200. I have no idea. Well, 200 I mean, names besides Celine Dion. Do um, you know? The only song Celine that I can th- I mean, I know I probably would recognize a bunch of Celine Dion songs, but the only one I can think of is the Titanic song. Yeah, um, same. I know she did like a, or she maybe still does like Las Vegas like a Las Vegas show or something? I, I don't um, know. I'm I'm looking at it right now and I'm finding what number the number one. So hold yeah. please. 
cold oh. moment. Are they getting, are they making you like flip through all the pages on the? Yes, I mean, oh. That's what they always do. Oh, just kidding. I'm sure yeah, Whitney Houston I, is like at the top, near the top. Honestly, to, I only saw from 200 to 190 and yeah. she was not on there. So you saw so, 200 to 190? Yeah. So just that. And then I just started going really quick. Oh, okay. I did see Lana Del Rey. Um, Billie Eilish was 198. The Weeknd oh. is 110. Huh. Okay, we're still going. They might have a bit of recency bias. Taylor Swift is 102. Yeah, that was one thing people were really annoyed by there. Like, wait, Taylor Swift is on here, but not Celine Dion? I, I mean... Well, I mean, I'm. it does me. sound like... Hi. It does sound like recency bias, though. It's like they've no, found... No, it's all old people. It's all old people. Well, you're mentioning like a lot of young people. People. Michael Jackson is 86. Johnny Cash That's is 85. Good. Yeah, those are good. Uh, why am I doing this? There's a Amy Winehouse is 83. I could just click the tab. There you go. Okay. Marvin Gaye, 20. Frank Sinatra, 19. Celia Cruz, 18. Elvis Presley, 17. Prince, 16. Bob Dylan is 15. Nice. He beats Frank Sinatra. Oh my yeah. Freddie Mercury and- is 14. Yeah. Um, Patsy Cline, 13. John Lennon, 12. Little Richard, 11. Al Green, 10. Otis Redding, 9. Beyonce is 8. Uh-huh. Uh, Stevie Wonder, 7. Ray Charles, 6. Whitney's Mariah gotta be Carey. Up there. Yeah. Mariah mm. Carey is 5. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Billie Holiday, 4. Sam Cooke, 3. I'm all about that. I have found a new love for Sam Cooke. Yeah. Whitney Houston is number two. Oh, who's number one? Who do you, okay. Who do I have you no think? idea. It is, um, she is African-American. Okay. She Aretha recent, Franklin. Yep, there you go. Okay, that makes sense. Aretha Franklin is yeah. number one. I was just thinking of who I had not heard your, who you name yet, but that makes sense. So Aretha Franklin is one, Whitney Houston is two. That sounds, that sounds correct for me. I mean, honestly, there's really not many young, like... Well, think about it. If they're young, then they haven't had a full career of singing that we can oh, look back at. Oh, CZA is 180. Who's CZA? Um, She is an up-and-coming artist. She has a few songs that I absolutely love. She just came out with her new album. There's a song on her album called Kill Bill. And it's super, super good. Um, and then Good Days is another one. You should listen to her. I think you, she's really, really good. I really like yeah. her. But um, see these, yeah. So, I mean, some of these people would, if this re- li- list is re-evaluated um, in 20 th- or 30 years or so, then some of these names might be moving up on the list and there might be some new names added. So. But yeah, it does seem strange that Celine Dion is not on the list anyway. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You have there's a person at 171 Odetta. Have you ever heard of her? I believe so. She the name says sounds... that she was influenced by Bob Dylan. Huh. Okay. Well. So I don't. I don't. Oh, Chris Stapleton is 170. Okay. All right. So this is a very this this list seems a little eclectic. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, they're. 
Raleigh Stone is trying to be eclectic. They don't want to just focus on one Some genre. of these people I've never heard of. Well, Mississippi this, this John is a good Hurt. Place, good place to start. Well, to carry expand, on to 158. Expand your, your listening. So Yeah. So, All right. Okay. We're done with headlines is, for this week? We are done with headlines. All and right. that is kind of crazy that she didn't make it. But, you know, Sorry, all the things must come to an end. <laughs> well, she's not dead. She's just not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> she might as well be dead. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make it on to the top 200 of Sears. I mean, Kelly Clarkson made it at 194. That's, wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, um, <laughs> might as well be dead. I don't mean that for real, but I mean, that is a bit of a slap in the face to her. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a break and then we're going to look ahead to the year to come in films. Uh, We're going to be each giving our top five most anticipated films of 2023. Welcome back. Rory, are you ready with After your- After this break, we are going to give our 2023 most anticipated movies. After this break. <laughs> are you making fun of my outro? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I sure am. Hey, here's that's the thing how I don't... feel every single time I accidentally say, thanks for listening. <laughs> and then I'm like, and, and as always. And as always. Oh, dang, and as always. Thanks for listening. It's Here's a, the thing, it's a, though. It's a lot. Okay? I can edit, so I'm going to edit this so I can Anyways, go back. Hello, and like, everyone. Welcome back. Um, I can cut out any embarrassing parts for myself, but I'll leave yours in. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so top five. Here's here's why this feels weird. I haven't even seen the number uh, one movie of 2022 yet. Still have not seen Avatar, but mm, that's bad for you. I know. But we're going to be talking about films for 2023. So this was a little hard for me because there's actually some really good-looking movies coming out. Mm. Um, yes. So yes, I don't know if are. we're going to overlap a lot or not. The way I constructed my list, it's not really. We're going to start. We're going to count down five to one. But okay. I don't know that I can actually say my number one is my most anticipated film. It's just that it comes like towards the end of this of the year. And that's so, a stupid way. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't rank them like like they're all anticipated. Okay. So all highly anticipated and I don't know how to rank them. Oh. So I just put them in order of like release date, basically. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I did not do that. So okay. Well, that's fine. You don't have to do it the same way, but it's just just generally the except these way. are my top five most anticipated, but not like I don't have like a number one unless I think of it as we're going through the list. But so do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I will go first. Um, My number 
five. Well, technically, I did it the occiput way. Okay. Um, I did one to five, but my number five is actually my number one, and then my Just number one it. is actually my five. Yeah. Wait so, on. yeah. My number five is starring Timothée Chalamet. It is the like origin story, I should say, of Wong Willy Wonka, and it's called Wonka. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm saw that as excited. I was looking at some lists. Yeah, I'm really excited to see. It's how a musical. He, yeah, how he does with this movie. It comes out yeah. in December, so it comes out at the end of the year. Hmm. Yeah, it looks interesting. I mean, it's the premise. I guess is interesting. Um, and he's a interesting choice for that character too. I it's it is a musical. I think it's being directed by. The guy who did Chicago. Um, Paul King. Is that who it is? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. But it so, also has Olivia Coleman, and I love her. Um, but yeah, it should should be interesting. And it it you know, I hope it captures more of the feeling of sort of the original Wonka, Gene Wilder version version. Um mm-hmm. that's my favorite. Uh, more so than the Johnny Depp version, but oh yeah, I uh, yeah can't pass. Um, are you are are you ready for mine? Number yep. five, okay. Sure. So my number five <laughs> comes out pretty soon. It February third, actually. It's a new M Night joint, uh, titled "Knock at the Cabin," and mm-hmm. it is based on a book called "The Cabin at the End of the World," which I read a few years ago. A uh, pretty creepy book. Um, it's Lovely. not supernatural, although there's, I guess there's sort of, it, it basically is about a family that gets um, held hostage in this cabin that's very isolated and out um, uh, in the Great Lakes, near or somewhere near the Great Lakes. And they're in this isolated cabin, and uh, these four strangers show up and hold them hostage and basically the four strangers believe that they must make human sacrifice in order to, to um, basically keep the apocalypse from happening. My name's Leonard. It's nice to meet you. Why are you here? suppose I'm here to make friends with you and your dad's too but my heart is broken why is it broken because of what I have to do today that the end of the world is coming and they have to sacrifice human life in order to stop the apocalypse. And so that's the basic premise. And um, I think it's, I you know, it's February 3rd. I could look at that negatively because a lot of times just trash movies are released in January and February. Um, the studios usually li- like to release stuff during those months that is not, particularly high quality. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 
M9 has had a pretty good record recently of at least interesting or, you know, at least interesting movies. I, he, they don't always work, but they always intrigue me. And I think he is often a good filmmaker. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about this one. I think I, and especially since he's working from someone else's story. And I think sometimes he's a better filmmaker when he's not, uh, sort of working from his own script, but, um, so hopefully this will be a good one. <laughs> that was my honorable mention. So, okay. I'm just going to put a check by it. Check. All right. What's your number four? <laughs> Uh, my number four has stirred quite a bit of controversy Ooh. once it was released on who was going to be the main character. Okay. But I myself am very curious and excited to see how this plays out. And that is The Little Mermaid, our Little Mermaid starring Haley Berry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it comes out in May. So I don't remember exactly what day, but I am I'm yeah. super super interested in this movie. Yeah, I almost put it on I my list. I love The Little Mermaid. I do too. Um so, when I was a kid, Little Mermaid came out um when it, like mid 90s. Um No, 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 earlier than that. I think early 90s. Um, 89. Oh, okay, even earlier. Um <laughs> I would have been nine. I would have been. I would have been nine probably when it came out. Um, had a big crush on the Little Mermaid, Ariel, um, and probably my only cartoon crush, to be honest, that I ever had was Ariel. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, the one I like. I like "Kiss the Girl." That was my song. Yeah, you see yeah, her. You see her. Look at her across the way. the way. That, she don't yeah. got a lot to say, but there's something about her. La, 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 la. <laughs> don't say a word, not to sing a word. You've got to kiss the girl. Sing with me. <laughs> la, 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 la. Don't be shy. Oh, my oh, goodness. Okay. Is that, that all you you're know? Usually, you're usually the singer, but something. Shame, too bad. Go on and kiss the girl. It has great songs, though. It does Look have great songs. Look at the stuff. Isn't it neat? Oh, wouldn't you think my collection's, collection's complete? Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't you say I'm the girl, girl, the girl who, girl has, who has everything? Has Look at this trove, treasures okay. untold. Well, How Disney many wonders <laughs> can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think. Sure. sure. She's, She's got, got everything. <laughs> I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. All right. I've got who's it and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? Yeah. I've got 20. But who but cares? No big, no big deal. I want I more. <laughs> I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Okay, okay. Uh, we've definitely gone way past those... the, uh, the licensed uh, fair use rules on Little Mermaid music. Flipping your fans. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know 
want Disney coming after us. I'm telling you right now. No, I would rather. I would. I okay. <laughs> you poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> Which and that's another thing. I'm excited because uh, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. Oh really? I didn't know yes. that. Yes. Okay, that makes me even more excited. <laughs> <laughs> so Melissa McCarthy. Um, is going to play Ursula. Awesome. Uh, and then you have uh, Javier Bardem as King Triton. Wow. And the singer of Sebastian is David Diggs. Um, uh, Aquafina is Scuttle. <laughs> all right. Scuttle is the little... That's the, that's the bird. Okay, that's right, that's right. And then yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda is Chef Louis, but it's rumored. Oh. They I don't know if that's yeah. it says rumored by it. But Aquafina and Melissa McCarthy can't that's... get much better than that. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that was definitely one of my honorable mentions. Um my next uh, next on my list, number four for me, is uh coming out June thirtieth. Starring Harrison Ford, oh. reprising his role again as uh, Indiana Jones in Indiana how Jones. How old is that man? He's in his late seventies. Um, Dang, so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, mm. So it takes place in the nineteen sixties. Uh, Indiana Jones is retired uh, from his uh, job as a professor. <laughs> but here's the thing: I work at a university. Professors don't retire. They don't. So that's, I don't know if that's realistic or not, but professors don't retire. Um, <laughs> they definitely don't retire when they're like in their 70s. And maybe 85, maybe 90, but definitely not. Um, but anyway, so he's, yeah, so he, and it takes place during the space race of the 1960s. So I'm not sure if that plays any part in the storyline, but. Um, it's being produced by Steven Spielberg. He's not mm-hmm. directing, but he is producing. Um, I mean, how can you not be excited about this movie? I actually thought that the uh, the last Indiana Jones film, The Crystal Skull, I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, I believe so. I thought it was fun. I mean, no, I know it didn't get a lot of critical praise, but I actually enjoyed it. And so um, I'm sure I'm going to see... enjoy this one. If you see Avatar, you will see a trailer for it. Oh, okay, cool. I did not realize that, but yeah, I'm excited. It looks about pretty it. good. It's not an honorable mention, but it looks pretty good. Nice. What's your three? My three is the third installment coming out in May, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice, nice. This is probably one of my favorite Marvel. Like I squad movies, squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just love the whole. It's fun. Like, yeah, it's just fun. Like all of the, I feel like all of the other. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. All of the other Marvel movies are just more serious. Like they uh-huh. have fun bits to it, but they're just predominantly serious. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy. Is just fun. Like, yeah, it's serious, but you're going. You you know that you're gonna get banger music. Like the music's gonna be yeah. top of the yeah. line, and that it's going to be more comical than serious. Yeah, 
Yeah, the and tone. And I like that. The tone is fun. It's loose. The music, the soundtrack sets it apart from all other Marvel films, basically. Um, it just kind of sets alone, or it's it just has a different vibe than a lot of the other Marvel films. And so, yeah, for that reason, I think it's, I think, I, I've really enjoyed them as well. So I hope this one is as good as the others and kind of lives up to the, up to the promise. Um, yeah. But yeah, that one will be definitely one that I'll check out. Not on my list, but definitely one I Thanks. am looking forward to. Amen. All right, my number two. Are we to two now? Um, uh, a three. Three. I mean, number three is um, Mission Impossible oh, Dead boy. Reckoning 1, part one. So Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part one. So I don't know how long this movie is going to be ultimately, but they're breaking it up into two parts. It's being released July 14th. I've already talked on this podcast uh, about how much I, of a fan I am of the Mission Impossible uh, films. So I'm just pumped for this. And it, you know, again, starring Tom Cruise, of course. Simon Pegg is back. Most of the cast from previous Mission Impossible films are returning for this. Um, I don't know much about, like, the plot. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we know... <laughs> We know that we know that we're gonna see Tom Cruise uh, running really fast. Like that, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a scene where he has to just run with his arms, you know, rigidly at like right angles, like cutting through the air, running very fast in Tom Cruise style. And that's that's all that matters, really. Um, but now I, I, mean, I honestly, I really do like these movies, and so. Uh, one thing I looked at was I was like, well, is the second part coming out in 2023 or do we wait till 2024? It looks like it's being put off until 2024. So we do have to Ugh. wait at least a year to get the part is two. Is it going to be like late 2024 or early I don't know. 2024? My guess is that it's a summer 2024 film. That's my guess. Okay. But I don't know okay. for sure. So, so that's my number three. What's that, your what's your number two? Two. Yeah. Two. My number two is the sequel to a movie that I absolutely loved. When it came out in theaters, I was the first to see it. Well, not the first, but it was like I saw it very, very quickly after it was released. Right. Um, it stars Jason Statham. And oh, it wow. is the Meg, Part Two, oh. The Trench. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I saw that it was coming out in the coming year. Yeah. And I, let me tell you, I'm so excited. I really enjoyed the Meg, the I original. Did too. I thought the first yeah. one was super, it's, super good. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's super. It's fun. just kind of. I mean, everything that happened. I, I, it's just kind of a silly. It's. It's the 21st century Jaws, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Corny? Yes. Scary? Yes. A vibe? Absolutely. It, it's so definitely I'm... not as serious as Jaws. The Jaws was meant to be taken seriously as a thriller horror film. The Meg, you, it wants you to be on the edge of your seat, but it's really kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, there's enough funny scenes. Like, I remember in the original, like, the scene where they're in China, I think. They're, like, at the beach in China. 
Like there's a lot of funny stuff that happens there. But. Yes. Or with like the dog when the dog's swimming in the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm very excited yeah, for this one. That'll that'll be fun. Well, I'm going to throw in one here. I don't know the release date actually. I didn't write it down. Um I think it's very soon though. I think it's in January or maybe February. But it goes right along with Meg. Um, and that is um Cocaine Bear. Have you okay. heard of this movie? No, Cocaine I have Bear. not. But you gotta watch the trailer. So the strange <laughs> thing is, it's actually based on a true story. No now, way. Yeah. So the premise is, this bunch of cocaine gets like dropped in the woods by accident, and a bear eats it, and then a bear oh, goes on a killing rampage. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and so. It's uh, <laughs> it looks pretty, it looks pretty insane, um, but this is one that like as soon as I have a chance to see it, I will definitely be watching this. Um, Are you gonna see it in theater or just wait until it comes out? I don't think I'll go see it in a theater, but like the moment I have an opportunity to watch it on at home, I will be watching it. The reason oh. I the the theater thing is not because I I I wouldn't go to see it. I would. It's just I have so little time to go to the movie theaters or so little yeah. opportunity to go to movie theaters anyway. So I most likely I'll be watching this at home. But yeah, as soon as it's available, I will watch it. So Too Cocaine funny. Bear. Oh boy. So what's your number one? I'm I'm worried that we're gonna have the same number one since we have. I'm sure we are. Okay. I'm sure we are. My number one, we talked about it with our brother John. Yeah, comes out yep. in November. This is both of our number ones. Then we'll just throw it both in. Both of our throw it out there. Yep. This is number both one. For of both our of our number ones. I for sure want to read the books. Um, I think our great fan from Jeju, uh, Jeju Dave, Jeju. I was about to say Zhengzhou, but that was not right. Um, that's Jeju where I used Dave, to live in China. <laughs> yes, I was like, wait a minute, that's I. It's not right. Um, has said that the books are pretty good, and that is Dune Part Two. Yeah, so I read Dune, mm. the the novel, um, shortly after watching Dune Part One. Now, Dune Part One covers about the first half of the novel, so, um, or not even the first half, really about the first third of the novel. So. Dune Part Two is not really a sequel, and it's it's based on the same book as the first film that came out a couple of years ago. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's just a continuation of the first of the first novel huh. in in the okay. Dune series. So, um, so I'm very excited about it as well. Super, I'm interested. I thought the first one was so so great. So yeah, I, mm. yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And I'm you know uh, I'm in, very interested to see now that I have have read it, um, just how it all comes together on the screen and whether I'll still be as big a fan of the movie as I was when I watched the film first, the first time. So I'll be, yeah, I'm definitely pumped for this one. The Emperor sent us to this place. My road leads into the desert. I can see it. If you'll have us, we will come. This is only the beginning. Where is our champion? And the vermin. Kill them all. Ah! 
You have ships. Paul needs to get off world. Why did the Emperor choose this path? Now our trade is wounded. And finally, Zendaya. Zendaya? Zendaya? Zendaya. She will be a much bigger part of Dune 2. Well, she wasn't even in Dune 1, really. She was at, yeah, she was at the end and kind of in the the flashes and everything. But I am all about, I mean, Timothee Chalamet. And then Uh Austin Butler is going to be um, a character in it as well. And we all know that Austin Butler rocked it as Elvis. Um, so I'm very interested I'm, to see. I'm curious if they will finish it in this film or if we're going to get Dune Part 3 because I can imagine, based on the pacing of the first film, that they won't get that far enough to finish the whole story in just one more film installment. I feel like it's going to take two more. So you this, think? Yeah, I think it might. I think it might. Um, so are you saying for part two or for the whole, the whole series of it? Well, no, this is all just one book. So, so I mean, we're the Dune books. There are multiple Dune books, right? Uh But, but I'm talking about the original Dune novel, just the first book in the series. The first movie only covers about a third of that book. So this movie part two is going to cover, you know, Possibly another third, possibly the rest of that first book. I have no idea. But I'm just saying it's hard for me to imagine how they'll finish the story if they continue at the same pace that the first film had. It's hard to imagine how they finish out the story with just one more film installment. I think it's going to take two. So I won't be surprised at the end of part two this coming year if it says, you know, to be continued or whatever, you know, like I, I have a feeling there's going to be another, another film that fall that continues that the story of the first book. novel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That won't surprise me at all. Yeah. So how many books are there total? That I don't know for sure. There's several Dune n- novels that came out after this, after the first. Do you think that they'll, that they'll do, do all the novels revolve around, no. um, no, not the same characters. Paul? No, not yeah. They they diverge in storylines and characters and stuff. And I have a feeling that those won't get made. It took a really long time for the original Dune to be made. Now, what I can okay. see happening, um, not with the same cast or anything, and not with the same even director or writers, but what I can imagine is a Dune series being picked up by like HBO Max or something. Where they okay. tell stories from the Dune universe, but that are original stories, not like maybe based on some of the novels, but not, not sticking strictly to the the novels. That I think could be really interesting because then you don't have to have the big name actors from the films. You can bring in lesser known actors, but you can tell stories from the Dune universe, and I think that would be really really cool. Yeah, because I mean. Also in Dune Part Two, you have Florence. Is it Pugh? Uh, yes, I believe so. So you have Florence Pugh as well. Christopher Walken also in it. 
So, I mean, they're kind of getting more... I mean, obviously, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård. So you're kind of staying with bigger names, in a sense. So <laughs> I will be interested. I I like your theory of a little mini-series. Yeah, I, I just feel like if there's not a streaming service that's planning that, they're dumb. Like, they, like I feel like HBO Max or... Uh, Netflix or something, they need to be buying up the property rights to do a Dune series um, yeah. where they could do multiple seasons uh, telling stories from that, that universe. Um, but anyway, so on the honorable mentions that we will mention really quickly here, but um, I have on my list just two more films. Okay. Some of the ones you mentioned I did have on my honorable mentions, but here are two that you haven't mentioned. One is um, the new Barbie film coming coming out, <laughs> and I think in July. Uh, you will also see that as a trailer when you go and see Avatar, and I am here for it. So I Margot am, Robbie I, and Ryan Gosling, and it looks bizarre, but Ryan Gosling so good. looks like he's in on the joke, kind of, and so I'm I'm cool with that. Like. If it's even if it's just like a really long Ryan Gosling SNL skit, I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, it's not just Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. You've no, got there's lots of other names. Will Ferrell, Helen Mirren, Simu Le- Leo, Le- yeah, Leo, yeah. And then you have you just have a bunch of you have a bunch of people in it, and it is I I too am super excited. Just the opening part of the trailer for it that I saw cracked me up um my other so honorable mention is um coming out august 11th this one could totally be a miss but it could also hit and be like a really pleasant surprise but it is a uh, haunted mansion and um okay so the two two of the lead roles are filled with by role uh, by owen wilson and tiffany okay. haddish Owen Uh-oh. Wilson can be good. I do like some Owen Wilson roles, and I really think Tiffany Haddish can be hilarious. Um, so this is coming out in mid-August, which makes me think that Disney, it's a Disney film uh, based on a Disney ride or at least an amusement park, like a Disney World uh, uh-huh. attraction. I think Disney thinks it's good. If they're releasing it in August, like this is like prime tentpole, you know, box office kind of date uh, in the middle of August. So I just think it has really a lot of potential. Um, it could be really fun. There's a, the cast, the rest of the cast, I didn't write down all their names, but um, the the cast for Haunted Mansion looks spectacular. I'm looking at it right now. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto, Winona Ryder, Danny DeVito, Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Dan Levy, Tiffany Dan Haddish. Dan Levy, yeah. Dan Levy, and, yeah, Tiffany Hassan Haddish. Hassan Minhaj. Like, yeah. That's... that's a lot of big names. So that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be good, and that's why I put it on my honorable mention, but... It could be really good, and it could be really fun, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Well, um, my honorable mentions are one was Knock at the Cabin. I think that's going to be 
we we've talked about M Night um before, and I I love I love his movies because of how intricate they are. Um, but I also don't like his movies for that very same reason because it always seems like you always expect the unexpected to happen mm, and then it happens. Yeah, but... Um so my two that are not that you didn't mention. Um one is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I am it comes out in December. I'm really excited about this because I feel like Aquaman is probably I'm not a huge DC person, um but Aquaman is probably one of the DC superheroes that I like. Um and so I'm I'm excited for this one. And then the other one is just a fun little I I saw it and I saw the cast of it and I was like, okay, I like this because I like the cast. And that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And it comes out in August. That one is interesting too. Can you do you have that pulled up with like the mm-hmm. So the 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 writer director combo I think is what was interesting to me. Director Ooh. is Jeff Rowe. Okay. Um, um writers Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Who are Brendan the producers? O'Brien. Maybe it's the producers that I was thinking um, of. Producers, let me scroll down. It's some there are some big names. Producers Seth Rogen, Evan go. Goldberg, and James Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen is one of the producers, and I felt like this was feel like this was kind of his like his baby project, which mm-hmm. I, so, you know, growing up, what's funny is like you were teenage mutant Ninja Turtles were still a thing when you were a kid that they were a thing when I was a kid, you know, like, yes, they had a long run. And I, and so it's kind of fun to think that they could be making a comeback through a film like this. I guess they were, yeah, I'm, there was a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles film in 2016. Um, yeah, I think there were two because one was with, they were, there was two of them. Um, and I actually have the first one and then there was a sequel to it, um, that star Megan Fox, but oh, okay. yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the second one, but the, the cast, um, Dylan O'Brien as Leonardo, James Marsden as Splinter, Igby Rigney as Donatello, Cody Christian as Michelangelo, and then, um, Shaman Brown Jr. as Raphael. So I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm very very intrigued by this because I do like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, love Donatello, um, Rude Raph, all that stuff. So cool. I'm I'm interested about it. Nice. Well, um, does that wrap up both of our lists? That wraps up both of our lists. I have one honorable mention. I started it to. I started it today. Do you mean a um, recommendation? Because we just did honorable mentions. You're talking about a recommendation. Yep, that's what I meant. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, it it's on Netflix. It's kind of weird. It's it's kind of weird, but at the same time, Adam Driver is incredible, and that is the movie White Noise. Okay. Yeah, I, I have not watched it, but I read the book by Don DeLillo. So yeah, it's yeah. got Don Cheadle, Andre Three Thousand, Adam Driver, and then Greta Gerwig. Um, he's Adam Driver. I don't feel like he gets enough recognition for how talented of an actor he is. Uh-huh. Um, but he really, he really does a good job at this movie, and it's basically college professor Jack Gladney. Gladney 
in his family's comfortable suburban life is upended when a nearby chemical leak causes the airborne toxic event, releasing a noxious black cloud over the region that forces the Gladney family to evacuate. Um, it has 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, five, oh, 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Google it has terrible reviews of it, but I don't trust anything Google says because people are crazy. Um, <laughs> but I I've enjoyed it. I think it it it's really really good, and the it it is. I I recommend highly recommend for you to watch. Cool. Um, I don't know that I have any recommendations because we've not been watching a whole lot the last um the last couple or last week or so um. No. In fact, we, yeah, we're one, there's one show we're watching that we're just kind of like unenthusiastically watching because we just don't have anything else. We're like Jack Ryan. We're watching Jack Ryan on Prime. Uh, and just kind of like, we're like, are we still, is this still, we still want to watch this? Okay. I guess one more episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're yep. just getting through like one episode a night and it's, you know, we've really liked some of the earlier seasons. This is season three. I think we like season one a lot. We like season two. Okay. This one has just taken a long time to, to 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 draw us in. So, but it's not really a recommendation. It's just a thing we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that, thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you had a great New Year's Eve and have a great New Year. Um, yeah. Sorry, got distracted. My bad. My bad. Never a good uh, thing to get distracted when you're trying to wrap the show. Up. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Something flashed across my screen, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Um. Anyways, oof. Let's start that over again. Uh. Hello. Or goodbye, everyone. Thanks for thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com/slash trying to like it. <laughs> Or the great old website that you can go take a peek and gander. Trying to like it.com. As always, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, review. Love us. Have your friends and family love us. Love us and we'll love you back hard. We'll love you hard. <laughs> Sounds like a that threat. That sounded weird. Uh, I mean, it's a nice threat. It's like one of those threats where you don't know how to feel with that because you're like, oh, love. And then it's like, oh, uh, it's kind of either way. Yeah. Um, Just do it, please. Do all the things. As always, have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to I'm Trying to Like It. I'm trying to like it.